and happy Monday. Uh, welcome back to the library card. Um, now that Halloween is officially over, and it's not like Christmas season, but we're getting there, and it's like, it's getting colder, even in Texas. I live in Texas, right? And it's like 50 or 60 degrees, which is crazy. Um, I know people in the north are like, what? Like, that's like summer. But it's very cold to me. Um, and with it comes exams and exam season and if you are in school then you know that this time of year um as well as springtime are rough um i would actually say that fall exams are worse because i am on a two semester system so like when you're taking exams or uh, like ap exams or whatever or finals in spring, it's like it's almost over and you're excited to get to summer and you're almost done, you're about to graduate, whether the grade or even the school. Um, but in winter or fall, midterms, they're like, they don't represent any end to anything. Like it's the end of the semester, but then you have to do it again, like the halfway point. I think that's also what makes sophomore year so difficult um, because of the mentality. Like, I actually think that junior year is easier than sophomore year, um, which is different compared to what a lot of other people say. Um, but I think it's because of the mentality behind it, because like as a junior, it's more fun, like you're almost there. You're more than halfway through school, uh, but as a sophomore, you're you're not even halfway. It's like a half full cup of water situation, I guess. But I notice it, and I think it makes a big difference on how I perceive things and how um, I feel, really. And like the first quarter of any year is usually fine because even though it might be difficult, you still have all of that enthusiasm and motivation that comes with the beginning of a new year. But I'm at the point where I'm starting to get burnt out and I'm worried. Like I can, I can feel it coming. Like <laughs> um, I'm losing motivation. I. I don't want to study. Um, it doesn't help that when I wake up, it's super cold in my room and I don't want to get up. So I just, I just lie in bed for hours. And I think to an extent, resting and like listening to your body and how you feel is fine. But it also gets to a point where it's hurting you as well. And like, obviously, I can't sleep through the morning um, as much as I would like to because I have to go to school like or even if you have to go to work like you have to get up um, I think that's a pretty common notion but then you're kind of in a bad mood and you start the day off bad and you're you're tired you're 
constantly tired. I keep saying you, but I guess this is more me. I don't know if this is an entirely shared experience, but um, I'm certain I'm not the only one experiencing major burnout right now. And I find that it is difficult to do even things that I like to do. Um, I don't want to do anything, really. Like, I don't even want to watch TV because that requires, like, watching it or, like, picking something to watch. But I'm also worried that I'm losing time. I'm always worried about losing time and that what I am doing has to be worthwhile the time that I put into doing it but I also at times can't bring myself to really do anything and then I feel awful about myself which makes me not want to do anything and it's a vicious cycle it just keeps going and I feel stuck um and I I feel this I guess like I guess all year, but it's very acute during this time of year. Um, I forget what I'm working towards and I forget why I'm trying so hard. Like, why am I trying so hard to do well on a test that will barely impact my grade that doesn't really have any decision or any impact in where I will go to school, which also in turn has limited effect on who I become and what I do and my happiness because I guess that is what that's what the the ultimate goal is it's just to be happy um and I think a fulfilling job will help that but you don't need it and you certainly don't need to go to a certain school in order to get a fulfilling career and uh, one test grade is not going to determine whether or not you even get into that school. It's like, it feels like nothing matters at all. And I know I'm kind of rambling, um, but I just wanted to get this off my chest because I, I, w- I don't really know who else to tell this to. Um, I suppose the people that I would tell this to already know. Um, and I don't want to waste their time. So here we are. But I hope that maybe you relate to that a little. Um, oh, so um, book updates for the week. I finished The Cousins. It was way better than I thought it would be. Um, it's like a, it's one of those YA mysteries, you know, with like teens family drama, whatever. It was really good. It was it was very enjoyable. It had the right amount of mystery, the right amount of romance and action and complexity and the characters. The characters were so good. I loved how they weren't perfect. Like there were so many messed up characters and The book didn't try to change any of that. Um, It it was way better than I expected. I usually have pretty low expectations for um, 
YA novels, especially mystery, because they're usually targeted towards a younger audience, and I don't know why that is synonymous with poor writing, but it typically is. There's obviously exceptions. Um, like, you know, there's plenty of young adult books that I love, but overall, there seems to be a trend in the level of writing that you see in a young adult novel versus an adult novel. Um, And it's especially noticeable with mysteries, in my opinion, because I think mysteries are extremely hard to write because there is um, a very delicate balance that you must have between intrigue and mystery and you can't withhold all of the information if you want to make a really shocking connection at the end, but you also don't want to make it too predictable. Um, And in doing so, a lot of authors forget to focus on characters and other um, aspects to writing other than plot. But I really enjoy The Cousins, so... um, Give it a read. It is worth your time, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that was... I I also have been in a little bit of a mystery kick, I think because they're usually pretty fast to read. Um, and that brings me into today's topic, which I talked a little bit on in the opening. Um, but it's books to read when you're feeling burned out or like during exam season. During exam season, no one wants to read because you have to read so much when you're studying. You have to read during the test. You have to read for homework or whatever. But I mean, I know I certainly don't want to read. And on top of that, even if I did want to read, I can't even bring myself to do it because, I mean, I don't know if lazy is the right word because I don't think that encapsulates how I feel, but it's pretty, I mean, I guess it kind of shows or reflects how I am acting during this time. So whatever, lazy. Um, So like, I don't want to pick up a book, but there are certain types of books or certain very specific books that help me read and feel better because, you know, like, The Secret History, perfect for the aesthetic and, like, vibe of this time, bad for the mind because that is a slow and long book and the middle drags on forever and there is nothing worse than reading a book and feeling... Like, you want to stop it, but you're so far in that you don't want to, and you know it's a good book, but you're so tired and drained mentally and emotionally and physically that you don't want to read it. Um, Like, that's miserable. So there's, I would say, like, three different types of books um, that I consider acceptable reads during this time of year. There is the short book. This could be any kind of book, um, as long as it's short, because you have that motivation. Even if it's bad, you're like, 
20 pages in, but if the book's only 100 pages, you're like, man, like, I'm almost there. I should just keep reading. Um, And it just gives you enough motivation to finish it because it is so short. So short books. Um, The second is the funny book. Um, I feel like funny books just go by really fast and just keep you engaged even if the plot is awful super boring if it's funny you hardly even notice and you like you get addicted to that that feeling that feeling you get when you read something funny (laughs) it sounds strange but if it is funny like it's easier to read and it's enjoyable it really is um, like sometimes I, I just want to reach for my phone and go on TikTok or watch a comedy because it's so mindless and it's, it like releases those, I don't know, endorphins. That's like from exercise, but maybe you get them from humor. I'm not sure. But books like that, that become addicting and want you to keep reading. And the third, the third, I would say, is intriguing books. <laughs> intriguing is not really a good word. Um, captivating. There we go. Captivating books. Those are like synonyms, but <laughs> I think I think you understand the subtle difference. Um, if not, then I guess it doesn't really matter. Okay captivating books these are books that just hold your attention and kind of like kind of similar to funny books i mean these could probably be combined into two categories um but captivating books can be like romances that are super fun and have a lot of tension maybe like enemies to lovers or friends to lovers or something like that because if there is one thing that we know about people, it's that we love watching relationships, whether they're developing or breaking apart. There's a reason that rom-coms are huge. There's a reason um, drama television in general exists. Because it's it's fun and it's like a little brain break. Um and I think sometimes there there is a time for books to be educational and important and necessary to read um, and will enlarge our mental understanding of the world. And there's also a time where books are just enjoyment and for entertainment. Um, because that is the one reason, that is one of the reasons that they developed, um, you know, like, when, in ye olden times, when people set out to write a book, they either had one of two purposes, to, to share an important issue, and, and what it is, and why it's important, I guess, um, and to entertain. There, you know, like in, sc- in elementary school, you learn the author's purposes. There's three. There's to inform, to persuade, and to entertain. 
but I consider persuasion to be in the same category as inform because persuasion, if you really think about it, it's just trying to educate you on a certain view and even if it might be a little bit biased, it's still informative. Um, Not objectively informative, but informative nonetheless. Um, So there you have it. And if you're taking exams and you're really stressed out and just done with school, you don't need to put more pressure on yourself to read nonfiction and classical literature and really intense books. You're doing enough. Like, even if you're not, it's okay if you're not. Just be kind to yourself. And sometimes all you need is like a fun book and a book solely for entertainment that you enjoy without, without guilt to kind of get you out of a reading slump and and then and then maybe you can read an informative book but during this time i would say just enjoy your books um and if you're finding it hard to enjoy books that is why i am here to help you out and give you some recommendations for the three categories i previously mentioned So, we'll start off with the short book. This is probably one of my favorite categories because I think you can actually read an important and informative book, but if it's short, it doesn't even feel like it's work. Like, it it can even be enjoyable, like, because you get so much satisfaction and you feel really good about yourself whenever you finish a book. At least I do. Um... Especially if you have, like, your Goodreads um, book goal of the year. Nothing feels better than, like, adding a book to that. And I think short books can really help. Um, So, (laughs) um, let's see. I would say a short book that I found extremely easy to read. Um, I was in a pretty good... This was, like, during summer when I first read... The Stranger by Albert Camus? Camus? Uh, I don't know. Um, But, like, even so, it was a really enjoyable read, even if only because I finished it so fast. Um, And, like, the writing is pretty easy to understand. That's That's another important thing writing that is easy to understand and follow um and you can kind of zone out a little (laughs) when you're reading um but still get like the main purpose another that i would say is similar to that would be catcher in the rye this goes against my better judgment to recommend um but it was it was very fast and like, that book is pretty fast-paced, and it's written in easy writing, and it's it's fun to read. Um, yes, I have mentioned this book before and my hatred for it, but we will get into that another time. Um, so, if you are a person who happens to like 
the catcher in the rye reread that rereads are perfectly fine too actually you know what let's add another category rereads because you may not get the satisfaction of being able to mark a new book as read or like say that you read another book or like take another one off of your to read list but it's comforting and it's really it's nice to go over something that you've read once before and you don't have to focus so much on trying to understand it because you already know what happens and you you're not expecting anything crazy it's just nice to read again um especially if you have a favorite book that is maybe not super intense but enjoyable to read reread that like whenever i am not feeling great about reading i have a i have my own copy of uh short stories by franz kafka and I reread that. Like, I, I pick that up all the time. Sometimes I only read one story or, like, two stories. Um, sometimes I pick a long one, like The Metamorphosis. Or sometimes I pick a really short one. But it is so comforting and nice to read again. It's, it's like a little hug because from an old friend. Because you know it and you know you like it. And... I don't know, something about just looking at the words again. (laughs) I don't know, it sounds strange the more I try to explain it, so I'm going to stop. Another short book that is actually perfect for this time as well and has really great themes on um, school and may even help you regain perspective on life and what life is about and um will maybe make you put less importance on a number on a paper is the dead poet society not the but dead poet society um the movie is also very comforting i actually watched the movie before i read the book which goes against all my principles Um, I'm kidding. I don't really care. But, um, it was really good. And it's, it's short. It's like 166 pages. Um, and I think the transcendentalist ideology in it and the fact that they are in school as well is perfect. It, it's really good. Um, so consider reading that, um, or rereading it. (laughs) Okay, moving on to the next category, funny. Funny books are hard to find. If you have any recommendations, please DM me, um, on the library card on Instagram, because I desperately need more, um, the best comedy I have yet to find well I have found so far there we go is Bloodsucking Fiends by Christopher Moore amazing hilarious it's got the romance it's like a rom-com novel it's perfect but really like anything that you find funny um it just goes by so fast and it's addicting to read um 
like humor is the reason friends like the tv show and the office are so popular because it's addicting and it's comforting it's really mindless but it's still enjoyable you don't have to follow the plot so much as just like pick up on a couple of the jokes said and you can enjoy it so much um yeah so really anything by christopher moore is hilarious i would say um a clockwork orange is also really funny but that's not really good for this time um that may i don't know i if i if i were to read a clockwork orange now my mind would go blank after like the first two pages once he starts talking in that language like i'm done (laughs) so maybe not the best um okay the third one um enticing what did i say captivating (laughs) that's one of the reasons i'm reading so many mysteries right now because i think they're very mindless um which you may disagree with because a mystery is the epitome of um having to think but not a YA mystery because they're so silly and stupid and actually very enjoyable to read um and they're pretty fast I think mysteries go by really fast um even even if they're not well written because your mind is kind of like working along with it but like you don't have to work too hard because you know like it'll get solved eventually um sometimes if I try to think about a mystery too much it gives me more anxiety than is worth it um so I try not to think too much (laughs) um but another genre in the captivating category would be action um action can sometimes be a little overwhelming i think especially when you have so much already on your plate and on your mind you don't really want to have even more but like something like renegades by who is it marissa meyer that is great for this time um easy to follow, enjoyable to read. It feels like you're watching a movie. You know, when you're reading a book and you forget that you're actually reading and you're just absorbing the story and you don't want to stop. It's so enjoyable. Um, I've heard really good things about um, The Cruel Prince, which I have yet to read, but I do actually own a copy. So perhaps consider reading that as well. But definitely Renegades. That is amazing. Marissa Meyer is incredible. Um, for the, for the final, and I consider best of the captivating books, there is romance. Um, romance novels are one of the most enjoyable things in life, in my opinion. Um, if they're done right, if they're done wrong, eh, (laughs) kind of painful but you know (laughs) um but really really good romances even even if they're bad even if they're kind of cliche and awkward and cringy it can still be enjoyable to read um 
I really want to read The Love Hypothesis. That's actually next on my list, even though I just started a 1,000-page book of the stories of Paul Bowles, um, which is the absolute worst decision I could have made and will take me probably a year to finish. Um, The Love Hypothesis is next on my list because... I don't know. It it sounds great. I would say also Heartstopper, like the Heartstopper series. So cute. Something just fun and uplifting. And these you really don't have to think a lot about. Um, And, you know, there's like the part in every love story where there's a little bit of a downfall and it's kind of intense. But um, that's what keeps you captivated. And that's what keeps you going and reading. And I don't know, something about romances are just so enjoyable. Um, yeah, that's why soap operas and like half of the movies made are romance. And I mean, I consider like even if the main plot of the book isn't romance, like um, if it's kind of like a subplot, It's still really nice and really exciting to see something about it. I don't know. I love, I love seeing two people fall in love. Um, Maybe it'll make you feel less lonely if you are um, single. (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of comforting, and yeah, I'm. I think that's a good word. It's comforting. All of. All of these books are comforting, and I think that is key. Um, So I hope everyone enjoyed this episode, and if you are going into exams, I wish you the best of luck. Um, Remember to be kind to yourself and to your mind and to your body, and just do your best.